Hi, welcome to Tell It Like It Is, The Kingdom Way. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and I have my brother, my baby brother, my only brother, actually, on today, and we're continuing, I think this is part 39, on uh, the tabernacle and living out the tabernacle, and he's coming from all different ways. I don't know exactly where he's going to take us today, but I would suggest that you invite your friends, your family, your enemies, whoever it is that you feel that uh, or you think that you desire to, um, you know, share this with because it's going to be worth your while. So without any further uh, um, talking, I'm going to bring my co-host, who is my brother, Apostle Calvin Cook, my only brother, my baby brother. Welcome, Apostle Calvin. What a day to be alive. My God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. How are you? You Great. doing good? Oh, doing yes. Good? yes. Oh, my God. Well, where are you going today? Where are you taking us today? You know, it's really funny. It seems as though uh, we are in a thrust of prayer. We just come off prayer mountain yes, uh, Saturday. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, God was waiting on us to get there, get in position. And uh, and we've been really uh, realigning uh, our prayer life to the time that we're living in. You know, we learn how to pray and God corrected me. He says, the way you learn how to pray, you said the right words, but the motive for your prayer was incorrect. He said, and you taught many people how to pray to get something from me rather than bring what I asked them to bring to me, a living sacrifice. He said, and that we haven't understood that Whenever you go to a king, he doesn't get anything for you. You get something prepared for him. I, I, I'm not getting amens now because we've learned if you want something, go to God and get it. And that's true. But the motive and the thing you're going to get from him determines whether you're going to get the answer or not. Because he said this is the confidence that we have, Romans chapter 8, that if we pray anything according to his will, that he hears us. Now that's hearing is one thing. He says he's going to hear and assess if he can give it to you. Amen. Because if it's if it's if it's praying from a wrong place or wrong level of maturity or whatever it is, uh, matter of fact, uh, if we study the scriptures, we find out in the scriptures that say, "Ask, seek, and knock." Uh, if a son asks for this or a son asks for that, and seventh chapter of Matthew, the 11th chapter of Luke, you'll find out that the only son that can ask, this not going to be going, this not going to be popular when I'm going to say it, but you got to go back and look at the language of the full grown sons. Because watch this, this is very highly important that you get this straight is because we've, we've been told that anybody could ask and get anything from God. That is not true at all. No more could your son, who's immature or unable to drive your car, ask for the keys. God's not going. You're not going to give it to your son. You know he's going to harm himself. So when it says, if a son asks for bread, would his father give him a stone? Or if he asks for an egg, would he give him a scorpion? And it goes on to talk about these things. And if a son asks for, but if you look at the language, the word "son" there is "wehas." It means would a mature son ask for a piece of bread and you give him uh, a, a stone. He says, no, you wouldn't. Why? Because if 
anyone prays according to the will, then he knows the Father hears him. And what he's suggesting to us, if we'll listen, is that the condition of the earth requires maturity. It, it requires full-grown representation of the Father in the earth. That's why he held back Jesus those 30 years until in his sight, he could say to him, this is my son. He affirmed him who I'm well pleased. And then the ministry began because he was, he was, he was, I would call uh, teleos. He had come in his form. He changed his form to take on the form that could get the job done for the assignment that he had. And he was mature in that form. And he said, there's a form that comes to the people of God in prayer that I measure them to see if I can give them the answer that, that they're asked, the thing they're asking me for, if it's in sync with the kingdom coming, if it's in sync with the completion of my assignment for the people of God to bring my kingdom into earth. Amen. That's, that's partly what we haven't done very well. And uh, and so we I'm going to talk about uh, the prayer altar and the soul. I want you to to go. You said something that I thought was you just kind of went past it. And I'm going to bring me back. What did I say? I'm going to take you back. back (laughs) Okay, you said. That when one ans- uh, ask a question, either uh, uh, you said something else, but anyway, to the level of understanding or maturity. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and this is something that's really important. Then you also said something, if my son who one of, I mean, my sons are in their late fifties, but if either one of my sons asked me for my car, they wouldn't get it. And it was, be- it's because not- You saw what they did in their car. Huh? See what you did, you you appraised how they took care of their car. That's right. And that's going to determine whether they can drive yours. That's right. Now my great grandsons, now my great grandsons are too young in order to be able to ask me for that. So uh as you get into this, I would like for you to open up for our audience and for us and for all of it, because you know every time you teach something, you get more out of it. Um, you know, to talk about that understanding and uh, the maturity. Oh, you know, one of the one of the things we've done is we've damaged the body of Christ with the way we pray, because we taught them from a materialistic point of view and not from a spiritual point of view. Jesus tried to clear it up for us. I really love what he said. He said, "Look, seek to first the kingdom." And, and my righteousness, and I'll take care of those things that you're trying to add to yourself. I'll add. I'll be the one. And, you know, it's interesting that that word add is, is almost synonymous with the word discipleship, which is the word maites, M-A-T-H-T-E-S. We get our word math, M-A-T-H, from that word, which means add, or mythos, dividends that are given to you by being diligently in a place of seeking the Lord. When you diligently seek, God gives you dividends. See, and and, and watch this. And, and, and the dividends are exceedingly above all you can think or even ask. But because we've been told 
that no, we go, we touching the green. Put your hand on that car now. You want that house? Put your hand on that house and start praying in tongues, and you're gonna end up in that house. Okay, here's now, that's not what we're talking about. Here's one of the things that I want you to, as you get into this, then what you're saying is you, you said, okay, it's Matthew 6, 33, seeking first the kingdom of God and his way, his righteousness, his stuff, getting his mind. So how can we pray accurately if we don't have his mind about what it is that we're praying and what it is that we're bringing to that? Because I'm going to throw all this out of here and then I'm going to uh, mute. And then one of the things that Jesus did when he was going to the multiplier, as you talked about earlier, one of the things that it says, I know that you hear. Well, that word here was not just being able to hear with an ear. I know you hear when I pray. In other words, I know that we are on the same frequency, that we're in the same uh, that that we're we're in tune with one another because I've heard you say this. So therefore, I'm bringing it back to you because this is what you want to manifest in the earth. So what I'm hearing you say is that we have not been going to God. We have not been teaching people to pray, to find out what God wants to manifest in the earth and then pray that rather than to pray something that we want manifested. Well, we, our prayer life has been predicated on what we see in the earth, and then we go to God to ask him to give it to us. And that's not, the, that, that's not what he's talking about whatsoever, whatsoever. He's telling you that as you come into him in this kingdom and you asking for something, it's got to be the kingdom first. And it's in its right standing. Amen. Then you get qualified. From that position, to him to give you whatever it is in this earth realm that you see, but not before you put it first in his righteousness. So your prayer, your prayer represents the will of God and what he would like to see manifest in your life. That's how that's the answer to prayer. Not what we've been doing with uh, put the money here. And then show you all the cars I got on the big screen. That is not, not that has nothing to do with prayer whatsoever. That's almost witchcraft. It's almost charismatic witchcraft what we've done with the prayer ministry. What do you mean almost? Remember, this is tell it like it is. This is not. Uh, okay, let me clear my mouth. It is witchcraft. There you go. And matter of fact, my dear friend, before she passed away, she reiterated this to me. She said, listen to me. It's not, faith is not uh, saying things that aren't as though they are. It's saying things that are not as though they are. But if something is, you can't say it. It's not is. You can't say, I don't have that problem. Yes, you do have that problem. And because you have that problem, God becomes the answer and the solution to the problem that you have. So faith isn't saying you don't have anything. It's saying it don't have a right to stay. It doesn't have a right to come to its final conclusion of death in my life. It can't, that thing I have will not take me out. Why? Because I've already been sent the word and the word has healed and delivered me from all destruction. Now that's it. And go to the elders of the church if I do have a problem. But we've been told, oh no, you know, just tell anything you desire in your heart and believe that you receive it, you can't, you can't tell the people that until you give them the context of what that statement was being made. 
Okay, here's another part I'm going to throw out there at you. Okay, the contents of your heart. He says he's the one that knows your heart. And the contents of what heart? Is it the heart of your emotions? The heart, uh, I mean, because there's di many different parts of that. Another thing is this, is that I want you to, as you were, were talking about this, will, uh, here it is, I have this problem. I have, there's this that's going on. Now, Father, what is it? How is it that you want to handle getting rid of this? See, this is one of the things that we have not told people that they need to do. It's not denying that there is a problem, but now I'm calling on someone that has the answer that has already seen the problem and in the spirit realm, it's already done. So tell me my, my part that I need to, to um, uh, uh, my part, what it is that I need to do in order so that what I see is not there anymore. Yeah, uh, we just have to get back to understanding that the prayer life was to build relationship with God. That's what the prayer altar was there. Uh, anything if that hasn't happened, then we failed. And I, I can tell by the maturity of the church in America and around the world that the maturity of uh, that place has uh, been arrived at. Uh, one of the reasons is because the, the ascension gifts haven't operated in their fullness, nor have they been received. Bello Bain told us many, many years ago, to whatever church uh, rejects will uh, have an impairment upon their maturity. If God sent you a gifting and you said, I don't want it, you don't get the benefit of that gift. If, in fact, I send you a helicopter and you drown and the flood is around your house and you say, I don't fly in helicopters. So the heli and then he sends a boat. You say, well, I'm not, I get seasick when I'm in a boat. And then you drown and you're going to get mad at God because he didn't deliver you the way you want. And the same way when we pray, we got all these prayers going up and none of them are in the will of God. Now, don't make me prove this because that's not my, my assignment today. I can prove this line upon line and, and precept upon precept that the prayer life was to benefit heaven coming into the earth realm. Now, watch this. Why is that? Because if heaven comes, you ain't going to never have a need. You'll never have a problem because the earth will have adopted the culture of heaven and the healings of heaven and the deliverances of heaven and the power of heaven will be manifested in the earth and your prayer life will change because heaven has come and the will of God is being done. And we've been hoodwinked to think that we can get something from this nasty world because it's glittery and it's shining and it's, it's alluring and it looks like it can make my life better. Now I drive a luxury car, but when I was having a heart attack, it did not help me whatsoever. Come on now, that thing didn't do nothing for me. I said it didn't do nothing for me. <laughs> you mean your luxury car did not do that? Your bank account didn't help you? Your luxury oh. car didn't help you? Listen to me, I took my veins off my finger for two and a half years. And this guy said, what did they do for you when you were going through all that hell? The only one that could deliver you was me. He said, thank God you built a relationship with me and not about them things that you had. Oh, y'all don't have to listen to this thing. No, 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 no. I come out of, uh, 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 anyway, let me move on now. Uh, let me get to this. I mean, I don't know what my time is, man. We got you got me on this thing here. That my life has been prayer. 
You got a whole know. eleven minutes. You got a whole eleven minutes. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know God beside outside of prayer, but I haven't always prayed according to the will of God. What God counted to me as righteousness is that my heart was always right about wanting God more than anything. And I was saying that to the Lord this morning. I said, it doesn't matter about too much more than just me and you. If I got you, I can do this, God. If I just, I said, and I don't want to misrepresent you. Please don't let me misrepresent you. But also wake the people of God up with all this materialism that's coming to the house of God, and yet there's no sign of the kingdom. Matter of fact, people act like they don't want to hear about the kingdom message. They don't. They have something greater. There's nothing greater than the king having his will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. That's his original design. That's his original purpose. And so the, one of the things that he does for us, he brings us to these deaths. I've talked about them before, the death of the cross, the death of self, which is the hardest one. It's really difficult to get deny yourself, take up your cross, keep picking up your cross, getting off the cross, getting back on the cross, getting on the cross. One minute you find, next minute you up and down. That's that's because you not you didn't deny yourself. And so, but then the third death, which we don't talk about at all, is the death that happens that in your prayer life. It's called the death of your soul. So you got three deaths now. Sin, they're all three C, three S's. Uh, sin, self, and soul. They almost find a, a, a coffin to lie down in. One of the things Jesus said, watch this, and we miss, listen to me, I'm going to help you today. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I lie down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I put my soul at ease beside <laughs> these still waters. He leadeth me to this, this place where my soul is not agitated, it's not anxious, it's not trying to do one-upsmanship. It's not trying to get everybody to, I want to be branded and seen and known and popular and make myself of a reputation. You can tell something's wrong. Jesus did, make, even though he knew it was not robbery to be equal with God, he, he, made, he did not make himself of any reputation at all. The only thing he did was glorify the Father. That's all he's asked the church to do. He never told anybody to brand your ministry and make your ministry worldwide. He wants your ministry not to be worldwide at all, but your ministry to usher in his kingdom so that we can have our one world government, which is the kingdom of God, instead of you looking for some other people to have a one world government. The only one world government that's legal in the earth is the one world government of God. And so at this altar, it's symbolic meaning of the dimensions, even the dimensions of the altar are symbolic in their meaning. Uh, uh, the crown on the altar of incense is a symbol of victory of the believer coming into kingship. Uh, on the table of the show, uh, uh, and I don't want to go into the showbread and all that, but this crown around the altar had two rings, which means that there's 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 twice being married. What twice being married to what? So as we come into prayer, first thing we must understand. Uh, we have state, reached the states of being married to the Lord and becoming one with both the spirit and his word. You, you mm -hmm. got to have a balance of the spirit of God and his word before the altar can be effective in your life. 
You just can't come to the prayer altar and there's no balance between you. You have no word. You don't believe in being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So you're going to be dried up if you have the word and you're going to blow up if all you got is the spirit. You need to have that balance so you can grow up. Mm-hmm. And now your prayers will go up when you grow. You hear what I just said? Mm-hmm. If you come to maturation as a weehaas, your prayers will go up. Now you're hearing what I'm saying. Rather than just be, won't get past your haircut when you're not, your soul is not in alignment with where you are in God. Yes, yes, yes. And there must be a maturity right now. This is a yes. season of the of the nature of God, which means the fruit, <laughs> the fruit of maturation or of fullness or teleos in terms of, of, of the level of maturity of the sons of God who are praying in the earth realm right now. There's still an immature church that's trying to tell you that you can prove that you have faith by the kind of car you drive or where you live. And you can say, you can tell people in the church, come put money in your hand and money come up and all this stuff. It's foolishness to me. Why is it foolishness? It's because it's, it's for the immature who have set their affection on things on the earth rather than set them, their affections on things above. Mm-hmm. And the mature son mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. looks to heaven for his provision, fulfill his vision. Mm-hmm comes above his head, not below his feet. And that's what we got going on here. Now, when you talk the symbolism, which points to an individual, also points to the international historic event. When so many individuals can reach this point, and the international church will be changed by the magnitude of the power of those who marry the word and spirit at the altar of prayer. And the mature son starts sending that incense up into the throne of God it's going to cause an earthquake in the earth realm. See, that's never happened before, see. See, the, the church has become immature because they're only earthbound. And, and even their theology is earthbound. They think that you could dress up like the Pope and put a hat on your head, that they got Dagon's hat on their head, and go through these lethargies and these repetitious things they do for a man that could be a pedophile, and for all these other things, this isn't significant because they got a billion people following them. See, and it's all, and, and you know what's so funny about it? It's a religion and Jesus came to destroy the religion. And yet the religion is still very popular because there's a lot of immature people still in the kingdom. Well, they're not in the kingdom, excuse me, because there's no imbalance in the kingdom. Oh, no. no, 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 no. You got to You have to you, come on. You have to, we have to talk about that because many people here is here's something that we have also done. We as Ascension Gifts, we have not delineated. We have not separated. We have many people that are in your congregation, mine, whomever it is that think they're in the kingdom, but they're actually still in religion. Yeah, well, that's 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 that happened because we dropped the guard in terms of the government, the uh, uh, the gatekeepers of the house uh, that got violated, and we let pastors. We didn't let, but pastors became the gatekeepers of the of the churches because they're the ones that built the churches, and they built it, and they and and so when you when you built something or you build something, you take ownership of, you possess it, so you decide who comes in there. It's not like the the Holy Ghost said unto separate unto me. Now, you know, now, now the man of God, if he if he don't want to hear, I called a man of God up that I know when he, before he was a man of God, and he didn't like one of my friends. And so he says, well, I don't have time to t- 
speak to this apostle. So he cut me off because he don't want to speak to me. I don't find any of that going on uh, in scripture like that. I mean, men of God have built things and they decide who come in and who gets to say, I didn't want to speak. I was going to ask him to come speak. And I'm glad he told me he didn't want to talk to me because I was the wrong person to have come into my church. But see, this is the difference. And and you're, you, you, you brought this up. You broached it. It came out of your mouth, your spirit and your mouth. So you're going to have to deal. You're going to have to talk about this. The I, difference. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the difference between the kingdom, because see, many people, they can quote the word of God. They can shandalaba, handaraba, andaraba, handaraba. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that but they're not kingdom they're not in the kingdom people think every time you repeat that prayer whatever that prayer is is that immediately you come into the kingdom of god but repeating a prayer does not bring you into the kingdom of god repeating a prayer doesn't bring you anywhere except you've repeated a prayer and now you've come into a religion or you've come into a church i mean a, a, an assembly he told us in the prayer of Matthew 6, he said, don't do any repeating, repetitious repeating. That's vain. He said, I, I heard you the first time. As a matter of fact, before you open up your mouth, I knew what you needed. He doesn't want us doing vain anything over and saying things over and over again, sitting and chatting the Buddha or anybody else over and over again. Amen. It does. It, that's not what he wants. And so what happens is, we learn these things and we incorporate them into the church. And then when we come into the kingdom, they think that they're going to fit in that and know they have to be they have to be renounced because that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is I seek you first, Father, in my prayer life. And whatever your word says, that's what I adhere to, because the spirit and your word are synonymous. So I'm not going to go about the organization saying I'm going to go by what the word is saying. We don't have very many people that can buck against the organization. The organization has more control of them than the word of God does. They'll go, they'll know the word of God says do this. They won't do it because their people, their mama don't do it or their uncle Bubba don't do it. And so they won't do it. That's a religious spirit has you so tied. And see, this is a day where we got to obey the word of God. Dr. Earl says this, said this is the most illiterate generation when it comes to understanding what the scriptures say. They do not even care what the scripture says. They want to know, well, my pastor said this, or my bishop said that, or my apostle said that. But what did the what is the word saying to you right now? Because mm -hmm. those men ain't going to stand with you before God. You're going to stand with God based on what he's saying to you. That's why you have to have an ear to hear uh, what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And so. Uh, and so guess what? I know what? I know that time has slipped away again. I feel like singing a solo, but I don't have time. <laughs> you can, uh, we'll sing a duet on our next program. <laughs> we thank you for joining us today. I didn't get into this thing because you got talking about prayer. Oh, I got, you, got, you got right what we needed to get because you had to lay the foundation. We started talking about prayer and we're going to continue on to this because this is before this is the problem. We have not laid the foundation and you're digging up before we lay before we are able even to lay the foundation. We got to get some of these these stones and some of these rocks out of there. So we thank you for joining us today. This is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology and Apostle Calvin Cook, who is my baby brother and my friend. My a doctor in theology. 
our doctors and neology and all of that. And we, uh, we will be back next week when we're here to tell it like it is, the kingdom way. Please join us. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's get it right. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.